Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Impala Films presents Haunted, the audio drama. Season 2, Episode 8, The Dark Menagerie, Part 4 of 4, written by Aidan Barker-Dean. Come on then, Mildred, let's be having you. Have you gone completely mad? Possibly, Clive, quite possibly. Good, you're all in one place. That'll make it easier to kill you. Ah, Mildred, there you are. Now, look what I found. It's you, in a jar. Put that down! No, I won't, because here's the thing. I've figured out what you want. I know how I can bring some peace to you. Mildred, but you have to call off your friends here before he... James! Ha <laughs> ha, too slow. Okay, Mildred, call him off, at least until you've heard me out. Fine. Make your bargain, Hunter. Oh, good. He stopped trying to kill me. Well, look, Mildred, I think I know what all of this is about. Angry spirit taking vengeance on the parents. That's right out of one of those folk tales you Bracewells love so much. And look, unburied remains. You need to be properly laid to rest, don't you? So you can pass on in peace. You really think you can do that? Yes. Can you make the madness stop? I believe I can. Why would you do that for me? After all I've done, I'm a monster. You're not a monster, Mildred. You never were. You are an angry, confused girl who has only known pain her whole life. And you deserve peace as much as anyone else. I would like to rest. Don't listen to her, James. It's a trick. Clive, no, I think James is... You don't know her like we do. She might have been a lost little girl once, but now she is evil, James. She's just trying to get you to lower your defences. Clive, I really think you should shut up now. Don't tell me to shut up, boy! That thing is possessing my wife! How would you feel if that was Abigail or James? Oh, it's all well and good, the three of you coming here and being blasé about it, but this is my life! You see... Mr. Hunter, it doesn't matter what I am or even what I want to be, really. The ones who made me decided I was a monster long ago. 
So that's what I am. Mildred, no, don't listen to him. You know you are almost convincing, Mr. Hunter, with your grand speeches and your noble ideals. Mildred, please, we can end it here. You don't have to go through with your revenge. I've had enough of this. Mildred, go back to your vessel or I'll be forced to use another banishing spell and it won't be one of the nice ones this time. Oh, please. You wouldn't dare risk it again. Have you forgotten whose mind I'm in? Your little rituals hurt her as much as they do me. And I don't think the old bag can take much more punishment. Mildred, I'll do it! <coughs> Mildred, release him! No! No, Mr. Hunter, I won't! Jesus! James, he's coughing blood. Mildred, I know you think you have to do this. Hell, I've been where you are now. I know what it is to be a lost, abandoned child who thinks no one cares for them. I know that sickness and anger at the world that you feel I've felt it. And some days I still do. You know just what it's like to be me, eh, Hunter? I don't think you do, actually. But I can show you. Oh my god, James! Leave him. Leave him. What's she done? What's she done to James? She's possessed him, my dear. But there's nothing we could do for him. Disturbing him now would do more harm than good. I'm a psychic from a long line of psychics. I can take it, but the average person, well, let's just say he's in it until she chooses to release him. Uh, guys... Clive, stop breathing. I think he's dead. Oh, dear God. I felt myself melting away, receding from the world and into the liminal spaces between somewhere and nowhere, torn out of the physical world and cast into the darkest recesses of reality, my own mind. My last conscious thought was a question. What scared me more? The madwoman breaking and entering into my brain, or what she might find there? Oh, my head. Wait, where am I? You tell me. It's your subconscious. Mildred, where are you? I'm all around you, Mr. Hunter. And I'm inside you. Out there, I'm just a shade. An impression. In here, I'm a god. Well, it'd be nice to have a face to talk to. I think I can manage that. How about this face? She's pretty. I've always wanted to be pretty, and I know you find this form pleasing. It's not like that. Have you forgotten where we are? You don't have secrets from me anymore, Mr. Hunter. I can pluck anything I want out of your brain. Memories, dreams, fears, secret passions. Really? Then where are we now if you know so much? Well, let's see. Your childhood bedroom, from the looks of it, at the orphanage. That explains the stench of loneliness. You spent your childhood alone, Mr. Hunter. I wasn't alone. I had a friend. More like a brother. Yes, yes. But he's shown you his true colours, hasn't he? A brother no longer. So now even the happy memories of this place are tainted by sorrow. 
Oh, you're very perceptive. I'm psychic, Mr. Hunter. To me, even a man like you who tries so hard to bury his emotions is like an open wound. Is that what killed you? A psychic as powerful as you, you must have been that way from birth. I can't imagine how that must have felt. Your brain not even fully formed and already bombarded with stimuli from the minds of every person who came anywhere near you. Yes, I developed too fast. I had to keep up. Before long, I was an adult in an infant's body, and even then I couldn't take it all. I couldn't shut them out, the voices, the endless screaming. I hurt myself. Not on purpose, at least. Not at first. The psychic energy was just overwhelming. My inner pain converted to outer pain. My emotions twisted my body. Eventually, I broke free of my flesh prison, but they just wouldn't let me go. You were their daughter. They wanted you to live. Yes, and I longed for death. Do not mistake my parents' cruelty for kindness, Mr Hunter. Is it cruelty to want your loved ones not to perish? Sometimes oblivion is kinder. Life is no comfort to the lonely and no tonic for the sick. It's hard for people to let go of a child. Don't judge your parents too harshly. I don't begrudge them their grief. I begrudge them their hubris. Millions of parents lose children each year, Mr Hunter, but only my parents thought themselves so special and unique that they could bend the very laws of life and death to their will. They spat in the face of their God, broke every rule they professed to have and for what? To prolong a lifetime of agony. Why? To prove they could. It's surely not that simple. I thought you of all people would see it for what it is. You know as well as I that the reason people like them get drawn into their silly little occult societies with their bizarre rituals is because their fragile egos simply cannot pass that one day they and all they love will die. It's the pathetic need to plant your flag in the universe and prove yourself important. You don't have to lose. You can win. Well, I don't want to let them win. Maybe one day some mad scientist or crazy occultist will actually beat death, but I won't let it be them. You know... By insisting on vengeance, on tearing down everything your parents made, you are, in a sense, giving them power over you. You said it yourself, you're only a monster because that's what they decided you were. Surely it's even more of a slap in their faces to prove them wrong, to not be the demon. Really, Mr Hunter? You're trying to convince me to be the bigger person? Well, why not? What good would murdering your parents actually do? It would make me feel good. Would it? Also, it's really weird having this conversation while you're being Abigail. Can you find another form? A less attractive form? I can do that. How's this? Very funny, but that's actually quite a bit weirder. I like the voice, though. Gruff, authoritative, with just a hint of sweetness. Oh, well, I'll try another one. And who's this, then? It's me. If I'd lived past infanthood anyway. Or, well, it's my approximation thereof. You're a very beautiful woman, Mildred. (laughs) Flattery, Mr Hunter? You turn up the charm for all the ghouls and ghosties you meet, or just the female ones? I have to admit, this is probably the first time I've ever resorted to flirting. Well, you can keep it up. I like it. Look, Mildred, what are we doing here? You're powerful. If you wanted to turn my brain into jelly, you could have done that a thousand times over by now. I told you. I wanted to make you understand. I have something to show you. (laughs) 
As I stood over James, watching him twitch and groan, I had no way of knowing if he was alive, dead, or somewhere in between. Seconds felt like hours as the uncertainty grew in all of us. I stood stock still, watching impatiently. Dan paced up and down occasionally, muttering a swear word or two, and Linda just stared out the window, smoking. I hadn't built up the nerve to ascertain whether Clive was actually dead. Linda certainly didn't seem to think she could bring him round. Was she in shock? Or, like me, was she secretly hoping that somehow not checking, not actually declaring Clive dead would give him some hope, as if not establishing it as a certainty made the odds even? What's going on in there, do you think? Huh? Well, in... well, in James. I don't know. Do you think they're fighting? In his mind? Maybe. It's odd that she's not puppeteering him around. They're not fighting. It wouldn't even be a fight. If I know Mildred, she's just toying with him. I don't know. It seemed like he was getting through to her before Clive... Well, you know. It always seems like you can get through to Mildred. But take it from me, you can't. She is not reasonable or rational like a human being. She is a a creature of pure emotion. She never developed any ability to care for other people or empathise with them. To her were bugs. Less than bugs. So... James doesn't stand a chance in there. No. So what the hell do we do? An exorcism? We could do an exorcism, right? She's not a demon. But she thinks she is right. That's why Clive's banishing spell worked against her. It's not so simple. Clive's banishment and containment spells are tailor-made for Mildred. Ever since she first manifested as this, he's built up her belief that they cause her pain. Great. So basically, we have nothing to fight her with except some light child abuse. Dan! What? It's true, isn't it? If these two hadn't been such shits to her, we wouldn't be in this mess. How dare you? Listen, lady. I've been running around this godforsaken mansion all night, nearly getting killed every five seconds, and it's all because you bullied your ghost's daughter. She's not a ghost. Oh, whatever. The point stands. If you just let her go, she'd never have become this creature, right? Clive told me as much upstairs. How could you do this? How could you knowingly turn your own daughter into... into this? What would you know about it, Daniel? Have you ever lost a child? No. Then you can't begin to understand what it's like. The pain. The madness. We saw a way to bring her back. We took it. And you're right. All we did was cause her pain. But what would you have us do? Let our only daughter perish when we thought we could prevent it? Are you really so heartless? We created this monster, but we did it out of love. When she... When Mildred possesses me, I I feel it all, you know. The hurt, the rage. My little girl hates me. Hates me. And when she takes me over, I feel that hate as though it were my own. We took our child and we twisted her into a monster. This isn't your fault. Oh, stop. Of course it is. I wasn't strong enough to let my daughter die, even though it would be better for her. You had no way of knowing it would turn out like this. Look, it's not going to do any good us having this conversation, and all we can do now is wait for James to to do whatever he's doing. Or die trying. He'll be fine. He's usually fine. Yeah. I guess I should have a little faith. 
Where are we now? You showed me yours. I'm showing you mine. This is my death day. One year after my birth. So the baby's you, and I guess that's Clive, but <laughs> way younger. He's still got hair and everything. Mildred, honey, please calm down. It's just me. It's Daddy. <clears throat> I see the family feud started early. Oh, this is nothing. Keep watching. All right, all right. This madness has gone on long enough. I've tried to help you, but I can't. You're hurting yourself and us. Wondering where it's going? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. He killed you. Well, after a fashion. Uh, what in God's name? I escaped. Didn't really mean to. My essence would have petered out if Linda hadn't found it and insisted on feeding it with psychic energy. And that's how the whole sorry saga began. My parents murdered me out of love and then insisted on prolonging my existence, supposedly also out of love. They made me, they destroyed me, and they remade me. I'm just a plaything to them. Appropriate, then, that they trapped me in a doll. Let's untrap you, then. Let me help you, lay you to rest, let you move on. I told you. It's too late for that. Is it? Why? Because... Because things have gone on for too long. Sorry, but that's just nonsense, Mildred. It's because you're angry. You're hurt and you're scared, even. What on earth do you think could possibly scare me? I think you're terrified of finding out what you'll be if you let go of that rage that's defined you for so long. For so long you've been angry at your parents, angry at them for confining you, turning you into a sideshow freak, extending your life longer than you ever wanted to live. After all, once they're dead, what are you? You don't understand. How could you? You didn't even have parents. You're an orphan. And you think that makes my life easier? You think I didn't wake up every day in that cold, unforgiving orphanage hating the world? Angry at my parents for leaving me. Of course I did. My life was lonely and full of pain. Like Clive and Linda, I sought answers from beyond, and I got even less than they did. You're right, by the way, about people getting into all of this paranormal stuff because they can't face the reality of their own loss. That's how I ended up where I am. And let me tell you something, I've been where you are, defined by hurt, unable to see myself ever growing past it. And what did you do? I met Abigail. Ah, so love saves all, does it? No, that's not what I'm saying. I was hopeless, but she refused to let me sink into despair. She saw me as something that I'm really, really not. A hero. And yet, there's days where I still sink into that despair, that, that self and everything else loathing. But you know what? I just try and think of myself 
as Abigail sees me. And then I always have something to strive toward. Hmm. That's a pretty story, Mr Hunter. But no one's ever seen me as anything other than a monster. I don't see you that way. How do you see me then? As a woman. A woman who's been pushed too far by circumstance, but who's brilliant, eccentric and wild. I mean, from an outside perspective, sending your parents exhibits after us was genius. Hilarious! Who would do something like that? <laughs> I mean, you used to entertain countless tourists with your spooky antics. You're even a movie legend because of it. It changed the doll, though. Well, that's just Hollywood for you. But the point stands, Mildred. You're no demon. You're a wonder. A miracle. You may even be an entirely unique being. Oh, really, Mr Hunter? You think you can sweet-talk me out of my vengeance? I don't know, but I'm willing to try. And what am I supposed to do instead? Be put to rest? Do you even know if you can do that? Like you said, I'm no ghost. How do you know your little rituals will work? I won't lie, I was blagging it somewhat. Of course. So, the question remains. What am I supposed to do now? Assuming I take your advice and don't murder my parents. I actually have an idea about that. Come with us. Abigail, Dan and me. <laughs> what? Obviously we'll have to find you a vessel, but why not, eh? Surely you're sick of seeing the inside of this one house, and someone with your knowledge, your gifts, could be a real asset. You're serious, aren't you, Mr Hunter? Always. And please, call me James. All right, James. You've convinced me. I'll spare Linda and Clive and come with you on your adventures. Perhaps you're right. Perhaps it is time for a change. It would be nice to belong somewhere. Take it from a fellow freak. It's good to open up to new people now and again. Thank you, James. You know, I've been under observation my entire existence. But I think you might be the first person who's ever seen me. I'm not just a pretty face. Although you are very much that too. Ah, now who's being a shameless flatterer? Come on, we've got a mess to clean up back in reality. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. James! Careful, it might be Mildred. No, no, it's me. As for Mildred, let's just say I talked around. What? How? We're going to find her a vessel and she's going to come with us. What? No, I won't allow it. I'm afraid you don't have a choice. That's where you're wrong, James. Mildred, you're not going anywhere. Come back to me. No! Linda, no, what are you doing? I'm ending this once and for all. No more shall this evil be allowed to continue. Linda, please, I convinced her she's willing to chain. Tell that to my husband. Linda, you don't have to do this. Yes, I do. No, you don't get to control me anymore. I want to be free. I want to live. Isn't that what you wanted all along? James, we have to help her. Stay back. They'll kill each other. Linda, you don't have to do this. Let's not have any more violence here tonight. You listen to me, Mildred, you little brat. I am your mother. Let me go. No. This has gone on far too long. I made you this way, now I must unmake you. Come back to mother. What? What's she doing? Pulling Mildred back into her mind. Linda, please stop this. Let me go! You're too weak. You'll kill yourself as well as... Jesus. Is she dead? I'll take her pulse. Nothing. She's gone. What does that mean for Mildred? I don't know. Mildred, are you there? I guess it's over. We failed. You were right, Dan. I was? Yeah. I'm no damn hero. James, you promised. I know. This house is much less creepy in the morning light, right? Leave me alone, Abigail. No. I'm really not in the mood for a pep talk. Three people are dead because of me. Not because of you. I mean it. I'm really not in the mood. Then we don't have to talk. We can just sit here until you're ready to do something else, okay? Yeah. Okay. It was hard for me to see him like this. I knew by this point that he wasn't the larger-than-life hero I'd imagined when reading his books. But every now and then, in the right circumstances, in the right light, it almost convinces me he is. Days like this are a stark reminder that he's just human, fallible as anyone else. Dan called the police, not giving them any specifics, of course, just reporting commotion in the Bracewell place. By the time they showed up, we were long gone. In the local area, the deaths and the partial destruction of the house became the subject of great speculation, eventually becoming a notorious cold case. Officially, Linda Bracewell died of a brain aneurysm and Clive of a broken neck. The police put it down as an attempted burglary, given the state of the house and the museum, but to the true believers out there, this was never a satisfactory explanation. 
fitting, in a way. The Bracewells left behind one final mystery. The world would never know who killed them and why. Naturally, when Hollywood got round to the film version, it was billed as a spectacular final battle between the heroic exorcist and the evil demon that possessed the infamous Mildred doll. No one would us but ever know the truth. As we drove away that following morning, we sat in silence and did not speak to each other until the following evening. Dan and James managed to go some time without even the slightest argument, but both clearly had a lot on their minds. For my own sake, I couldn't shake the feeling of loss and pain that this case had brought us into contact with. Were the Bracewells cruel for what they did to Mildred? Would Mildred really be able to redeem herself given the chance? The thing about life as a paranormal investigator, no matter how many ghouls or ghosts or entities you see, you quickly learn one truth. It's not just places or things that are haunted. It's people. Starring Jamie Evans as James Hunter, Isabella Barbieri as Abigail Corbin, and Luke Hunter as Dan Cowell. Also featuring... Tony Marden. Edina Hadley. Shayla Tharp. David Anthony Green. Haunted, the audio drama is created by Jamie Evans, with all episodes produced and directed by Jamie Evans and Benton Hodges. Audio engineering by Benton Hodges and Jamie Evans. Haunted is a production of Impala Films and is recorded at Three Sprite Media Studios, with special thanks to Duncan Newham for equipment support. Opening and closing themes by James Crow. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. Come back next week for the next exciting chapter of Haunted, the audio drama.